Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Talking Jacks. Today's episode is on a fine Labor Day Monday, and I hope wherever you are, you have a nice cold drink in your hand and are enjoying your day off of work. Uh, the Charlotte Independents are back in the winning column uh, once again. It's the first win since July 11th, and it took place also against Nashville, also 1-0. Uh, no, it was not a repeat of the game. It almost was played out exactly like the 1-0 result in July, but it was it was a completely different game entirely. Um, we'll get right into it. It's just me again today. Ben's still on vacation, uh, so I am just flying solo again. It's uh, it's starting to get a bit weird. I gotta admit, it's getting a bit weird. But we'll jump right into the game. Uh, Charlotte came out in a three-four-two-one or three-four-three formation, kind of what we've been uh, switching to more often than not here lately. Uh, Brandon Miller got the start in in goal instead of Andrew Dykstra, which uh, he took adv- full advantage of. He had an absolutely phenomenal performance. Uh, I think probably save of the week. A couple of his saves that he made, uh, he was sure-handed. He made great decisions on when to come out of the goal. Uh, there were no communication errors uh, that it uh, that were obvious, at least. Um, I thought I thought he he played excellent, and I think he he definitely earned an, another start next week. Um, Javon Watson uh, had a bounce back game. He's been struggling here lately, but he played really well. He got the goal, of course. Um, he had some really interesting post-game comments that we'll get to later. Uh, uh, Jung Soo Lee was back. Uh, he's been out, I don't know how long, a m- month or two. I think maybe his last appearance was when he came in uh, late against Penn FC and played uh, at forward. I think that was the last time he played for the Jacks. But he was back at center back. Um, he had a quiet night uh, other than his yellow card. I thought he was uh, he was pretty solid. Uh, maybe looked a little bit rusty at times, but that's to be expected. Uh, of course, Bilal Duckett was back. Bilal had a bounce-back game as well. Um, really, the whole team had a bounce-back game. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard not to when you play as poorly as we did uh, up in carry, but it, it showed a lot of resilience to come back and, and, and move on from that with a big win on, uh, on against Nashville. I thought Bilal was excellent. Uh, the whole defense really played really well uh, between between them and Miller. They absolutely earned the clean sheet. Um, I thought Sam Vines played excellent as well. I think Sam Vines was actually the player of the game or the man of the match for the USL. Uh, for me, it was it, it had to be Brandon Miller. Um, nothing against Sam Vines, but uh, but Brandon Miller was was really the the star out there for me. Um, there were a couple of chances. Uh, for both sides before the goal was scored, I think they had a they had a diving header in the box that that they they just skied. Um, maybe could should have put it on target, but they didn't. Uh, we had Alex Martinez uh, had a had a header, but it ended up going right to the uh, the keeper, and um, I think that was the only chance we had before the goal. Uh, I may not have even been in that first half. I don't know. But we did score in the 25th minute uh, on a corner kick. Uh, Sam Vines picked out Javon Watson, who was completely unmarked. He was kind of just standing back there all by himself. Um, 
at, at the at the corner of the where the arch goes at the top of the box uh, to kind of paint a picture for you and 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 sam vines he, he wasn't just lumping the ball into space i mean he put he was aiming for javon because he was completely unmarked and he put it right on his foot and javon hit it on a volley and uh it went right into the bottom corner I have a couple questions about if it was a banger or not uh, mainly because ben predicted that javon watson would score a banger before the end of the season uh i'm gonna say it was not a banger um, only because it was so casual. It was so, so Ben, if you're listening, it was, it was just, it was so casual. He, he like, he was all alone. He had all the time in the world and he just kind of poked it in it, and it, it, it just kind of seemed like it was going in slow motion. So I have a hard time giving it banger status. Um, but, but other people may consider it a banger, but just not for me. It was a little too casual, a little too like, yeah, whatever. Boom. And then, uh, yeah, so the 25th minute, we were up and running. And really, there wasn't a whole lot of action in the first half. Uh, the game, you know, very similar to the previous game. Nashville just doesn't send a lot of guys forward until they get desperate. I mean, they had four shots in the first half. Um Okay, I guess most of our sh- chances did come in the first half. I know Caleb Calvert missed an absolute sitter, in my opinion. Uh, Joel Johnson put in a beautiful cross right on his head. I mean, on the six-yard box, and uh, he put it over. And and I think you've got to at least put that on frame, if not score it. Uh, you know, I know Zayed's been hurt. Uh, I think he was on the bench last night, uh, but you know, I. I'd like to see a little bit more from Calvert. Um, that that's a chance that you you've got to at least put on frame because it was an absolute dime of a cross, right onto his head. I mean, he was it was six yards away. You know, six yards away. You should you should absolutely put those on frame one hundred percent of the time. Um, and then, like I said, Alex had a header uh, a little bit further away, and you know, heading is not exactly Alex's strong suit. Um, he did a good job of putting it on frame, but it was a little bit right at the keeper. Uh, but it was a really good buildup that, that led to it. Um, so I won't complain about that. And, you know, like I said, Nashville just really didn't push for much in the first half. Uh, they kind of were content to just sit back and make sure that we didn't score again, uh, even though we probably should have. Um, and, and then in the second half is where we really saw them pick it up. Uh, we only had one shot in the second half. Uh, it was on target from Alex. Um, and they had, let's see, one, two, three, four, eight shots in the second half. So they they really dialed up the pressure. Um, they, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Nashville because, you know, they can go and score four goals against Richmond. And, I, and, to, and to be fair, I didn't watch that game, so I don't know. But they just didn't seem... Like they had much attacking threat. I mean, yes, they they put together two or three attacks that were that were really strong and they and they could have scored on. But Brandon Miller came up huge. But other than that, it wasn't like they sustained this pressure the entire ninety minutes. They they were not able to uh, put you know absolutely put their stamp on the game and 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 put us under enough pressure to concede. And you know 
it's not that we were absolutely locked down defensively either. I, you know, we, we played well defensively, but we weren't, I mean, it's not like we were making things super difficult for them. We were just, we were blocking their shots. I think we had three or four blocked shots, uh, out of 13. We had, I mean, maybe we had that extra center back. Maybe that was kind of a look that they haven't seen, uh, from us. And so maybe that was tripping them up. I, I don't know. I, do, I don't know what to make of, of Nashville. They just didn't seem to have much, uh, much energy in the attacking third or much creativity, really. They had, you know, where, where they did attack us that forced Brady Miller into great saves, it was, it was creative, but they couldn't repeat it. They couldn't, if they could have connected more passes in the final third, uh, like, like they did on those chances, I think they could have given us more trouble. I think they could have scored, but they just couldn't repeat those. It was really like two sequences is all that I can remember. That was really all that threatening. The rest was kind of guys trying to win one-on-ones, uh, or, uh, just trying to get on the end of a ball and, and beat, beat the back line that way. But that didn't really work for them. Um, and then of course we had the little pushing and shoving match, uh, that happened in the 53rd minute. I, I don't really know what to make of that. It was, it looks like only two p- players picked up a yellow card, um, because of it, uh, which is, and it wasn't the guy that was involved. It was Maloto. And it was, I believe, uh, Akinyode that was involved in the pushing and shoving with, uh, with, uh, with Kevon George and Kevon picked up a yellow card rightly. Uh, he kind of, he, he, he got hit late and, and didn't like it. So he, put a forearm into the guy's chest and, and kind of let him know that he didn't like it. And then it carried on and they've kind of pushed and shoved some more. And, you know, you can't, you can't retaliate like that. Uh, so that was a yellow card. And then, uh, of course there was the storm, which took, <laughs> the storm could not have come at a worse time for really anybody. Uh, it came in the 82nd minute, you know, it really killed the energy of the game that's the worst possible time five, you know, eight minutes left. So you got to go sit in the locker room for 30 minutes and then come back out and warm up for five minutes and then play, you know, 10 more minutes with the added time. That's just not a good, uh, you don't want to be in that kind of flow as a player, uh, or as a coach. Cause you got to keep the guys focused. You got to keep, uh, you know, figure out substitutions and all that. And I think Nashville had used all of their substitutes. Well, they had used all but one of their substitutions. Uh, no, they had used all three at, at the time, which that's gotta be tough because, you know, we, we had two in, in our pocket. We ended up only using one of them, but if somebody cramped up during the, uh, during the storm delay, they would have been in trouble. Um, but no, I mean, the fans obviously went home, most of them. Uh, and it's hard to blame anybody because when it's, when it's that deep in the game, uh, I think there, if the, if the delay had gone on for long enough, they would have just called the game. Um, I think after the 75th minute, maybe it's, uh, they're allowed to do that. I think that did happen to the independents a few years ago, uh, that a game ended up getting called early. Uh, because of because of lightning and um yeah but un- uh fortunately that did not happen and they came back out to play the last eight minutes uh henry kalunji came on for caleb calvert and uh did not <laughs> did not slot back into the back line 
uh, which was what the announcers and everybody in the world expected. But Henry Kalunji was up top, leading the leading the press and and in holding up the ball. Kind of kind of similar to what Jungsu was doing against Penn FC, but in, it was a little bit different because we were just trying to kill off the time. We were we weren't trying to score. Um, but Henry Henry did a good job um, in that in that role, and he he was he was really energetic defensively. Uh, he was he was pressing their back line to get rid of the ball early, and uh, and then when when he did have to hold up the ball, he did a really good job of it. Uh, I thought there were a couple times where he could have turned and and tried to bring an attack, but I understand that in that moment they were just trying to kill off the game uh, and, and kill the time, and so he just took the ball to the corner a couple times. And uh, he he's a strong he's a strong guy, you know. He it's, he's not gonna get the ball taken off of him easily, um, but it was kind of funny to watch. Uh, watch him get get his moment i think every defender wants to play up top uh and you know it 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 was one of those it was one of those funny moments that you get every now and then in uh in the lower divisions uh but it was good for him and and he did his job well um and we killed off the game uh kivan was sent off shortly after that for his second yellow card uh so we had we did have to play the last uh minute and then the added time which was i think four minutes maybe uh down a man which is not something that you want to do but something that we're you know really used to by now uh so you know that kind of forced forced us to to play even more conservative down the stretch and just uh and just kill the game off as far as time um and and, but we did a good job of it they didn't really get any chances uh in that in that last it wasn't a scary last few minutes down a man. It was just kind of, uh, it, we just did a good job of, of sitting back and, and, and soaking up all the pressure. And then uh, we killed the game off. So we got the three points. That's what matters. Um, it was a good win. Obviously, you know, like I said, I, I don't really know what to make of Nashville. They seem like they're a uh, playoff caliber team. Uh, and we've taken two both games against them at home. And got kept a clean sheet, um, so it was. It's another good win, uh, but in order for us to 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 even think about the playoffs, we have to win every game from here on out. Uh, we've dug ourselves into a huge hole, and uh, at least one of our players thinks that we're going to do it. Um, and uh, we'll kind of wrap that up here and and move into uh, you know playoff discussion. I think. You know, we didn't do it. We haven't done any, ourselves any favors over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we we probably, if we really want to think about playoffs, we probably should have beaten Bethlehem at home. Uh, we probably should have not lost six to two up in Cary. Uh, even a, a draw would have kept us in the playoff race there. Uh, not getting beat three zero at home to Louisville would have been good. Uh, if we want to think about playoffs, right now we're in twelfth. Uh, on 32 points, we are tied with Penn FC, but they're ahead of us. Uh, mainly, I mean, they have a game in hand on us, or they have two games in hand on us, actually, and they're ahead of us by 13 on goal difference. Uh, we have a negative 13 goal difference. They have a zero goal difference. Uh, Tampa Bay is just one point behind us, but they have a game in hand, uh, and they beat uh, they beat North Carolina on the road 3-0. So... There's a there's a good chance that Tampa could pass us if we if we fall to Richmond next week. Um, 
The ooh, Ottawa's ahead of us uh, by three points. North Carolina's ahead of us by two points and has a game in hand. Uh, we do have a game in hand on Ottawa, though. Nashville is six points ahead of us in the final spot, but they also have two. They have a game in hand on us as well. So that that I think I said a few weeks ago we were going to have to average like two points a game. Uh, I think we probably are going to have to average a lot more than that. I mean, we're on 32 points. To get into the playoffs, you're probably going to need 50 points. Uh, that's a lot of points to make. That's a lot of ground to make up over the, the last handful of games. I think we've played 28 games now, 27 games. So we have uh, seven games remaining. So, we, you know, we, we pretty much need all 21 points in order to make the playoffs. Um, and and even if we do that, we there's still a chance that somebody – else makes a run and doesn't and and we still don't get in so uh i mean it's 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 essentially playoff time now if if we're gonna even think about it i think i think it's a little unrealistic to expect us to go seven games in a row and win uh especially with the teams that we have to play we still have to play charleston away we still have to play pittsburgh at home uh we still have to play new york red bulls at home and, and we know how we play against them. We still have to play North Carolina at home. We know how that's gone this year. Uh, we still have to play uh, – we do get to play Richmond, which uh, is is good, but sometimes they can be tough. Uh, they, they're, they pulled out a draw on the road uh, this weekend against Indy 11, who is a pretty solid team. Um, we still have to play Penn FC on the road, and they've been kind of hot lately. They went up and beat Bethlehem to uh, – I think yesterday on Sunday and they, uh, yeah, it, it's not, it's not an easy road. Uh, Javon Watson thinks that we're going to make the playoffs though. He guaranteed that we'll make the playoffs. Um, if you haven't seen this video, you have to see it. Uh, he's sitting there after the game at the, at the podium doing his press duties. Uh, he's got sunglasses on and he's just, uh, you know, he's just, he's just having a good time. And he said, that he 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 said we're gonna make the playoffs and I'm going to be the leading goal scorer in the playoffs. I'll guarantee you that. I bet Mike Jeffries my paycheck yesterday and now he's backing out. I told him we would have a clean sheet and win tonight. I bet him his paycheck and now he's backing out. I like to bet and I like to win. Uh, straight out of the mouth of Javon Watson. Um, and it's even better, you know, when you see the video and you, and you just see the outfit and everything. Um, it's interesting, <laughs> but uh, he's confident. I'm glad he's confident. Uh, I, I would have liked to have seen that confidence on the field, you know, a few games ago when, he, you know, he was not playing great. Um, but you know, sometimes you get a goal and you, and you just you just start feeling good. So maybe he'll go out and and do what he said. Uh, I would love that. That would be amazing. He would be a club legend if he if we if, you know if he if we make the playoffs and he's actually the leading goal scorer. Uh, so you know, seven games to go. Uh, and then, of course, on Wednesday, we have the friendly against Santos Laguna, which should be a good time. Uh, we will um, we'll cover that on the next episode. And, uh, you know, we won't really – there's not, not really much to preview. They are uh, coming off a loss in Liga MX. Uh, they lost to – who did they lose to this weekend? Uh, Toluca on the road. Uh, but they are – sitting at fifth place in the table which puts them in the playoffs for the uh for the end of their first season 
and 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 they, I've I've watched a couple of their games on TV. They're on TV quite up quite a bit. Uh, if you have the if you have Univision or um, they're on Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two from time to time as well. Uh, I watched them play against uh, Club Tijuana the other night, and that was an exciting game. They they seem like they're a, a fun team to watch. They play uh, you know an attacking fast style. Um, so it'll be fun to watch them watch them play the independents. Hopefully, the nobody gets hurt, and some of the, we get to see some of the new guys that we didn't get to see uh, last night. Uh, some uh, because that you know only Kefi was on the bench. I didn't. I don't believe the other uh, new guy made the eighteen. He was yeah. He wasn't in the eighteen. So hopefully they get some some good run on Wednesday. We can kind of see what they're about. Um, but yeah, mainly just everybody needs to get healthy. Um, you know, if we, if we even want to think about making this run, we're going to have to get th- these guys healthy. Uh, seems like there's no update on Cato, but it seems like the rest of the injuries are at least getting closer to coming back. Uh, I think I think Donnie might be done for the season based just based on the fact that we signed a left back. Um, I don't think he's coming back. I don't, I, you know, Cato, there's been no change. Uh, it's an ankle injury. I'm just not sure what it means. Uh and then it seems like Vosser and uh, Jorge are are close to coming back. So maybe we can get them back for Saturday against Richmond and, and we can uh, get another big win and, and just see what happens. Um, we've, we've seen this team in the past get hot uh, in the middle of the season and go on a, a beatless run. Um, I think the most games we've ever won in a row is like four or five, though. Uh, and we're going to have to win. We, we can't just go beatless. We have to win seven in a row. Uh, they can do it. It's, it's possible, technically possible, but it's going to take, uh, it's going to take a massive turnaround. Um, and, and it, it you know, we got to get healthy in order for that to, to happen. Uh, so it would be great if, if we can get Jorge back, you know, I want to see Jorge break the all time USL scoring record. Um, I think missing all those, all these games here in a row is probably hurting his chances to do that. Uh, but, but I, I still want to see him come back and score some goals. Uh, I, I'll have to look up how far away he is. I think he's, you know, 10, maybe 10 goals shy or seven goals shy now, somewhere in that range of, uh, Dan Kelly's record. Um, so it'd be great to see him, you know, come back and get on a tear and, and get and break that record. So that, that does it. We'll, we'll do questions now. Um, there's not too many, but uh, but I'll answer those that I got. Um, let's see. The first one is from Richard, uh, and it's back to the re- the red card situation. He said, "Do we add the Kevon George red to the sheer bad luck this season column or the discipline problem column?" Uh, I'm gonna say that one probably goes in the discipline column. I think uh, the first red card or the first yellow card that he picked up was um, it was understandable, uh, but when you're playing on that yellow card then you can't go diving in. And I think that may have been his uh, revenge foul uh, because it was, on the, it was on the same player that he got into the scuffle with, um, and he got him good. But, but you, can't, you can't do that when you're on a yellow card. So either you have to have the discipline not to retaliate when the guy hits you late in the 53rd minute, or you have to have the discipline uh, once you do hit back 
to not do anything else for the rest of the game. So I, I think I think he showed a little bit of poor discipline there um, in, in in getting sent off because now we, we're without him uh, for next Saturday's game against Richmond. And and like like I'm saying, we have to win every game from here on out. So if we don't have Kai Vosser back, our midfield is going to be really stretched. We're going to have uh, Greg Jordan and probably either Jan Ekra or uh, or Richie Perez. And, and and we've seen Richie Perez does not play well in that deeper midfield position. Um, he plays better further up the field. But uh, the coaching staff likes to put Jan Ekra further up the field. So if we, if we do go with either, either one of those options, we're going to be very thin uh, on the bench. So, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think it was just a, a, a poor decision, uh, at one point or another for, for that second yellow. So, uh, the next question is also from Richard and he said, uh, would you back Javon's bet? Um, I, I would, I would not No, I would, I would take the bet against him to be honest. Um, just because we've dug ourselves in such a hole. If we had not dropped so many points in the middle of the season at home, uh, that, that in games that we should have won, you know, if we had beaten Tampa Bay on that night when we had two players sent off, uh, and, and we just failed to to defend set pieces, um, yeah, then that's that's two more points. If we had, uh, if we had played better against Indianapolis, we we should have won that game on the road. Uh, that's two more points. I mean, the Atlanta game. Both home and and away, we we played well enough to win, and we didn't get it done. Uh, you know that's right there. That's like six point six eight points right there. If if we could win, if we could have done our jobs in those games, then okay, maybe we can make a run here and, and go on the, go on a run. But but we didn't do our jobs, and and then we went two months without winning a game. You just, I just I just don't see a team that went two months without winning a game then going two months without losing or tying a game uh that that's a volatile turnaround um and i I just don't know if if we can do that um that that would be miraculous so so no i wouldn't take the bet um but it's cool that you scored a goal javon i I like you (laughs) um but yeah so the next question is from uh my co-host ben uh who is on vacation living it up uh you know, just generally being awesome. And uh, he asked, what factors contributed to Charlotte getting a clean sheet? Um, I think Brandon Miller was a huge factor in our clean sheet. I think he made two saves that were absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, the one where he, from point blank, he was able to get a fingertip to it and, and, and it bounced off the bar. Uh, that was a huge save. And then later in the game uh, on the other end of the field, when he, Again, was from from really close range at a tight angle. He was able to de- deflect it out wide, uh, a, a powerful shot. Um, I, th- I thought he played a really good game. I thought he he showed himself really what he he showed us all what we kind of have been waiting for from him. Uh, and, and I think he he kind of for now took a hold of the job uh, as the number one. And. Uh, but I thought the rest of the defense had a good game as well. I thought Sam Vines defended well, and then the, this, the three center backs all all played pretty well. Um, and then another factor I think was just Nashville's inability to to break us down. I think that wasn't, an, and that can be 
both a, a fault of theirs and, and a credit to, to us uh, for being tough to break down uh, because we were. I think I think Greg Jordan had some stuff to do with that. Um, you know, he, he played – he played a strong game uh, before he came off. Uh, he's he's a more of defensive midfielder, so when you add him and Kevon together, that's a pr- that's a really strong defensive midfield. Um, and, and I thought combined that with the three center backs, it was it was a just a solid defensive uh, outing. And then the second question from Ben, I've already answered. It was on a five point scale. How much of a banger was Watson's goal? Uh, I'm going to say like a two and a half out of five on the banger scale, making it not a banger. So sorry, Ben, your prediction has not come true just yet. All right. Final question before we get out of here is from Gary and Gary says he's liking the solo episodes a lot tighter than usual. Do you really need Ben at all? Uh, That's a great question. I'm going to go ahead and say yes, because doing a podcast by yourself is a little bit lonely um, and it, and it only gives one perspective. So, uh, I can't wait to have bed back and we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and argue and, and do all that. Uh, because that's what, that's what makes the podcast great. In my opinion is having the, having two, uh, dissenting views most of the time. So a lot of times we agree, but when we don't agree, I think we both do a good job of presenting our arguments, uh, and, and, and it makes for good content. Um, but yeah, also, it's just weird doing it by myself. I just It's just weird. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Uh, it's a wonderful day. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, have a great week if you're on vacation. And even if you're not, also have a great week. Thank you for listening to this weird solo edition of the show. And thanks for getting your questions in, as always. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you know where to go. I won't even say it. Uh, so everybody... Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Come on, you jacks. Woo!